We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. I will be your host today, Hatch, with my other boy in the building. I'm going to call you Mr. Owens today. You ain't T.O., you Mr. Owens today. You're going to sound like an uncle down the street. No, I'm T.O. To everybody that's listening, (laughs) uh, ain't nothing changed. Mr. Owens, T.O., it's all the same. Terrell. Hey, we have a very special guest today, and I cannot wait uh, for us to bring her on the show. Um, she is when you talk about a survivor, um, mm, and I and I and I ain't talking about one of those uh, Beyonce survivors, right? Right. This right. right here, she is a true survivor. Um, we're going to bring to the show today uh, Rebecca Gregory, mm-hmm. um, who survived. Uh, the 2013 Boston Marathon bombing. And this is going to be a treat for everyone um, that's listening today. So, so yeah, so everybody, get your popcorn ready. But let me tell y'all this. You got to. You must. You This is a must. You <laughs> must. have to. This is a must. You have go subscribe to her podcast. It's called right. Pain to Purpose. Mm-hmm. And trust me, it is... All that in a bag of chips. Everybody go in a bag of popcorn. That too. <laughs> nice, chat. Nice, uh, Yes, uh, definitely go check out her podcast. She's the host of it. It's called Pain to Purpose. And uh, trust me, uh, definitely tune in because this girl right here, she is truly a survivor and a purpose, a, a person with, with purpose. Coming up next, Rebecca Gregory on Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. Well, welcome to Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. It's your host, Hatch, with my boy. Yep, yep. Here I am. It's a it's a sunny day, every day, everywhere. You got to say your name first, dog. They don't know who you are, man. You got to intro yourself, they, dog. They, they, are, they already know who I am. They, they, <laughs> they, they, they know they, by your they, voice? They hear me. They hear me, but they see me. You know what I mean? But yeah, Get Your Popcorn Ready Podcast. You, you've already made the introduction. That's my guy, Hatch. And this is me, uh, T.O., and uh, we're here with Miss Rebecca Gregory, the 2013. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> I'm, I'm looking forward to uh, this hour that we have you. Uh, we know you got a busy schedule, um, but I came across um, your, your the platform. You're on TikTok. 
And then I start researching you a little bit. And then I saw you on Instagram and I was inspired by your story. I had no idea who you were. Um, obviously, like I said, TikTok is the, is, the, is the thing now, especially us going through quarantine. Uh, it started out as just a platform for kids, but now everybody is on TikTok. I mean, <laughs> yeah. dogs, everybody. All, everybody with one leg, two legs, three legs, four legs, everybody. And uh, I mean, you, I mean, just watching your, your spirit, your energy, um, and me not knowing what you had gone through. So everybody that's listening, we're talking to Rebecca Gregory, uh, 2013 survivor of the Boston Marathon bombing. Uh, this is, I mean, in itself, I mean, it great brings me great joy to, to have you on the show, number one. Um, but again, you have gone through so much, much more than any any average human being uh, could could imagine going through. Um, can I mean, you're an author um, of, a, of a book. Um, host of Pain to Purpose podcast, uh, founder of your Rebecca's Angels uh, Foundation. You're doing so much. And the, and the book that you're an author of is called Taking My Life Back. Can you give us a, a little and share with us a little bit about kind of this whole process? Well, thank you so much for that introduction. It's an honor to be on your old show. And I just hope that you have a lot of popcorn ready because it's a story. <laughs> well, I mean, we do. We have, we have a lot for you. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we could talk for hours because, you know, there's just so much. It's been such a journey. But in 2013, I survived the Boston Marathon bombing. And what's funny is everyone always thinks that I was going there to run. So they're like, oh my gosh, you're this amazing marathoner. And how did you mm -hmm. do that? And I'm like, no, no. I was on the sidelines <laughs> eating chocolate covered pretzels, wondering why anyone would ever run 26.2 miles for the fun of it. <laughs> right, right, right. But what, what, right. what, before you even start, what even made you go to Boston, like go to this one time, the Boston Marathon, this one time? Because I think in an interview I've seen that you say you've never been to Boston. Yeah. Right? So like, what was your what was your thought process to even go to the city and watch the marathon? Well, we could have a whole nother episode on that, too. <laughs> dating a guy at the time and okay. his mom had qualified to run the race. And so okay. it was really weird. And I think this is where intuition comes into play, because I had a lot of red flags prior to going to Boston. Mm. And I was even at work. I worked at a corporate housing firm and I was at work at my desk. We had a quota to meet. And so I'm swamped. And I kept pushing my phone or like getting on my phone to try and cancel my trip. Cause I'm like, there's no way I just don't have wow. time, but it was my 26th birthday weekend. My son, my five-year-old was supposed to go up there with me. And I was like, you know what? I've never been to Boston. Let's go. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, I was on the sidelines, like a lot of people in life when all of a sudden, you know, our lives blew up in our faces and we had started at the 17 mile marker that day. We were holding up our signs. And I remember it was so funny because my son was five. So he was mm -hmm. pretty little to be at a marathon and mm -hmm. all these people were running past us. And this guy proceeded to lose his breakfast right in front of Noah. <laughs> and he had like one of those mother son looks like uh, I don't get it either, buddy. I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> of the day we had caught a Red Sox game we had toured mm. the city it was just an amazing weekend and mm -hmm. we were all packed up and ready to go back home as soon as the marathon concluded 
And we went down because we had a group of about nine people with us. And they said, hey, you know, let's make our way closer to the finish line so that we can see our runner cross. And I started making my way through the crowd and I'm holding on to Noah and I'm thinking, oh my gosh, why in the world did I bring my kindergartner to a marathon of half a mm-hmm. million people? And it became quite clear that when we got down to the finish line, Noah was over it. I was kind of over it at this point. Mm-hmm. And he started getting really bored and he was tugging on my clothes and he said, mom, mom, when are we going to leave? And mm. I had no idea. And Just so- getting restless. Yeah, I mean, he's five. So runners, an adult can watch. Mm -hmm. And I told him, I said, buddy, why don't you sit down on my feet and play in the rocks like you're a scientist? And there were no rocks. (laughs) We were on asphalt. So that's Mm -hmm. really pushing it. But luckily to a five-year-old, that was cool. And so he took his place on my feet with his back up against my shins. And that's where he was when a bomb in a backpack went off three feet Mm. behind us. Mm. How how long were you all sitting right there before that happened? Well, and I, I don't really know the exact time, but it mm-hmm. was very close to when it actually happened. It was almost like all I had right. made that decision right before everything. Right. And That's crazy. By, by the grace of God, we're still here. Oh, and I, right. I, it's a miracle in every sense of the word because... No, I took, I ended up taking everything in the back of the legs, the torso and the left hand. And that's mm-hmm. what shielded my little boy. Mm-hmm. So Noah, because he was sitting down and I was standing up, my body was a human shield for him. Mm. And he had a cut to his bone on his right leg that they were able to stitch up. He had a piece of shrapnel graze the back of his head, but that mm. was it. And so mm. we're talking now and I've had 70 different operations and I lost right, my left right. leg below but my son is is wonderful that, that it's just amazing to of course to be talking to you because uh, you know as right. me and T are sitting here it's like we've only seen this in movies literally you know right. what I'm saying and it's like I can't imagine or, or fathom you know, the, the moment it happens, let alone the after effects, you know? So it's like when this whole, when the bomb went off and you're imagine laying there on the ground, like, what was your thought process? Like, am I alive? Is this, is it, did I go to heaven? Because I mean, you're just, I don't know what you could be thinking at that point. Yeah. I mean, did you have like an out of, out of body type of experience? Right. Right. And I, again, like I said, I know you said obviously the, the, the bomb was, I guess, behind you guys. Do you know, like, in proximity, how far, how, you know, close or how far you were from the bomb to, you know, know uh, from. Yeah. I know that we were less than three feet away from it. Oh my God. Wow. You think about just the proximity of three feet. I mean, we, we should have died that day. There's there's no prime or reason as to why we're here other than Mm. there's a bigger purpose, but absolutely. I'm glad that you brought up the emotional part, though, because, you know, I've gone through all of these different operations and losing Mm -hmm. my leg was so hard, but it's the emotional. It's Mm -hmm. everything that we saw and experienced that day. So it was a war scene. And I looked around and I could only move my head and my Mm. body was laying there and I felt like it wasn't even mine anymore. I was in a pool of my own blood. My Mm. bones were laying next to me on the sidewalk. There were people's body parts all around us. 
There were nails, ball bearings, BBs, everything that these brothers packed into these pressure cooker bombs. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, those are the experiences that I had as a 26-year-old woman. So you can Mm. only imagine how my five-year-old son felt who had to relive or to live that too in the first place. And I, I remember kind of trying to move my head because that was the only thing that I could move at the time. And sure enough, I saw Noah and I could hear him, even though my eardrums were blown out Mm. and I hear him screaming, mommy, mommy, mommy. And he was in the arms of a police officer. And so I'm laying here thinking I'm going to die. And this is for me. But I had that confirmation, at least that Noah was okay, and he Mm -hmm. was going to survive. So it almost gave me that that will to, to say, no matter what's happening in this situation, I've got to fight too, because I'm mm-hmm. his mom and deserves to have a mom that's going to fight yeah. for him. Did it register to you that that was a bomb? Because I mean, you know, you, we can go around and if I hear a gunshot, I know the difference between gunshots and firecrackers, but we've never, I've never seen a bomb or heard a bomb. Like, did you know at right. the moment, like a bomb went off? I just knew that it was something evil. And right, yeah. the way that everything looked around me, I knew that my life was just changed forever. I had no idea that it was a bomb at that time. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting because in court, they showed video surveillance because I went back and I had to testify in the trial of the remaining bomber, which we can get to. But mm-hmm. um, in yeah. that video footage, one of the brothers bumped my shoulder mm. on the way like, I've seen that footage. Yeah, I've seen that footage. Wow. Oh, wow. So, That's crazy. Yeah, so like in hindsight, I remember, oh my gosh, what rude guy. But I would have never thought it was a terrorist that was getting ready to just change everything. Right, right. And yeah, I mean, obviously to, to go through something so traumatic, I mean, um, just listening and hearing you share this story, I'm, I'm visualizing this whole entire moment. And, and you trying to fathom at this, this particular point in time, obviously you're lying there and you don't, you don't have your son. And again, it, like has said, this is almost, it, it seems like a movie. I feel like I'm listening. I'm hearing you, you speak and I'm watching a movie in my mm-hmm. head. And obviously, like you said, your, your eardrums are just kind of just numb. Um, you hear your son calling your name and the police officer has him in your arm in his arms can you can you elaborate because again you've had 17 surgeries like you said over 65 almost 70 uh procedures done um and you talk about the emotional uh toll that it has taken on that 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 you have taken on and it's can you explain and and share with us not only the emotional toll that it has taken um that you've taken on but just the physical toll um, that you had to go through uh, before you made the decision to obviously amputate your leg? Sure. Yeah, the physical, I mean, when I talk about laying there, my body was hardly attached to me anymore. Mm. And I remember wow. saying, this is hand, crazy. my hand was completely degloved too. So I looked down and my bones were sticking completely out of my left hand and the skin was peeled all what? the way back to my Mm-hmm. And so I've oh had my God, <laughs> I told you have a lot of popcorn. <laughs> oh my God! This, wow, man, so, this is you're amazing. Well, and the funny thing, so to back up just a little bit, 
Six months before Boston, I got held up in a Walmart parking lot and robbed at gunpoint. I thought that was going to be the biggest highlight of my life. Not even close. <laughs> not, not even close. Right. <laughs> oh, oh, my wow. goodness. This is, this is, this is wild to, to just to hear this. And it's like you say to yourself, you know, can it get any worse? <laughs> or you, you don't want to say that to yourself. <laughs> right. I know. But, man, this is, I mean, it, I mean, just like I said, your story is remarkable. And I think for our listeners, we're talking to Rebecca uh, Gregory, who survived the Boston, the 2013 Boston Marathon bombing. Um, and you weren't even running. Um, like I said, this is obviously news and education um, for everyone that's listening. Um, because again, you know, for us to introduce you and say that you survived the, 20 ma- the 2013 Boston Marathon bombing, everyone is going to assume that you were running in right, the, in the in marathon. marathon. And, right. and I, I I am in total agreement. I don't know who in their right mind wants to run 26.2 miles you know, just, <laughs> just for At once. the right, just for the enjoyment. Uh, like I said, I, yeah. I played, you know, we both played football and I, I mean, I, I and I did Dancing with the Stars and that was tiring. So I can imagine running <laughs> 26.2 miles. But again, your story is so, so amazing. And Hatch has said it too. I mean, um, even when I told the crew about um, the team about bringing you on to the show, it's like, and I asked them, did they know about you? And so obviously we did our research, but you have, like I said, you have a book called Pain to Purpose. Um, after going through this, and I know we're going to get into more, what do you think your purpose is? Because again, you just mentioned mm-hmm. six months prior to this, you were just, you were just held at gunpoint um, in, a, in a parking lot. And now you experience something like this. Share with us what you think, you know, um, from a mental standpoint and just from a reflective uh, standpoint, what your purpose is. Mm-hmm. So the reason I bring that up is because I feel like my entire life I've been prepared to handle Boston and whether or not that's true. So for I mean, just even in my young life, my dad, my biological father was an evangelist. And so he traveled all over the world preaching, mm. but he would come home and beat my mother and I. Mm. And oh, wow. so I had a very abusive relationship with him. And mm. from a very young age, trauma was a part of my life. And so it was either I learned how to swim or I was going to sink really fast. Mm -hmm. And it it was just really a crazy experience because on one hand, I had this really loving mom who did everything that she could to protect us. But then when my mom and dad got divorced and I had to go to his house on the weekends, I was living in really terrible conditions and taking care of my two sisters. And he was preaching, but also working at, at a casino and he was a con man and like all of these weird things that you wouldn't necessarily see if I didn't tell you everything. But mm-hmm. I, I just feel like I, my whole life has been a series of these traumas. And I got into a car accident with a deer. The deer came through my windshield and his antler was lodged into my wrist. And so wow. when they cut me out of the car, they were cutting a deer's antler out of my wrist. And all wow. these things are normal to me. They're just stuff normal. that happened. <laughs> that's Rebecca. not normal. Just, just, just so you know, that's not normal. <laughs> hey, Rebecca, you, I mean, Rebecca, this is, this is better wow. than nine lives. You have a situation, you're better than nine lives. Let, 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 let me throw this in here. Do you play the lottery? <laughs> Please tell yeah. me. You play, because if you don't, I'm going to give your dollars so you can play the lottery for me. Because What? You, 
This is I'm going to give you a few dollars. <laughs> I don't feel like my odds have been very good, though, if you think about it like that. But yeah, it, I mean, but it's but all that to say, you know, and we can talk about so many different things. But the trauma that I've experienced led me to realize how many children and families that were experiencing their own traumas that mm-hmm. weren't getting mental health therapy and treatment that we were afforded in the aftermath of Boston. So the first thing that Noah, my five-year-old son said to me when we got home and I spent 56 days in the hospital at first, I was in a medically induced coma, but he was in the hospital for five days and he was taken to a completely separate hospital because they didn't know that. Mm -hmm. But by the time I was waking up, he was coming to visit me. And so that was just a really cool moment. Mm -hmm. But after 56 days of being in the hospital, my little boy came up and they wheeled me into my mom's house because I could no longer go to my own house. And he whispered in my ear and he said, mommy, don't worry. We're never leaving this house again. Mm -hmm. And I was like, Mm -hmm. all of this security is gone at Mm -hmm. this point. He, He watched people lose their lives on that street that day. He saw everything that I did. And so I was dealing with my own PTSD and that's when things really hit me when I left the hospital because mm-hmm. for so long, for you know the, those two months, I was in these four confined walls in mm-hmm. the security of the doctors and the nurses and all of that. And so I didn't know how much of a toll that it would take on my own brain and spirit to mm. have to leave that hospital and learn how to live a life after you were just in a terrorist attack. And so I, I found out very quickly what PTSD was and what it meant for me. And I had so many nightmares and I was scared to come out of my house. And I felt that every single backpack and purse Mm. and any type of luggage was a bomb. Mm-hmm. And it was in seeking the help for my son and myself that that's when I saw how many other families were struggling. And so in this journey, and it's been a long one, you know, it, it didn't just happen right. overnight. I had to heal too, but now right. we've been able to turn our pain into what I believe is our purpose in our foundation, Rebecca's Angels. Yeah. Well, right. yeah, because, you know, they, they say it's, it's not what happens to you. It's how you respond to it. And again, you have this glow, you have this positivity <clears throat> about who you are and what you're doing. And I, again, I can't commend you enough because as you know, T, especially like I said, we've seen, we always talk about transition and adversity on the show, you know, from celebrities and, and, and everyday people, but you know, not everybody always comes out of the transition. You know, they don't always come out. There's still people that they get in this rut and they can't get out of it. You know, they end up on the street or on drugs. And again, I cannot commend you enough to, you know, for responding the way you have. And again, just for you to be here today on this earth is amazing, uh, amazing to me. And like I said, I'm just enjoying the story. But thank thank you for just being that glowing and positive person. Yeah. Yeah, thank you guys, because I I feel like we have that decision to make every morning. Absolutely. We either count our blessings or we count our problems. And to me, I was three feet away from a bomb and I'm still here to talk to you about it. So my life is wonderful and it doesn't matter what happens. You know, every time I reach for a prosthetic leg or a wheelchair, I'm just thankful to be here. I'm thankful Mm. to be a mom. 
to my precious kids and a wife to my husband and just try to make a difference. Right. And yeah, speaking <laughs> of your husband, I mean, obviously, like I said, I, I, I've witnessed, you know, some of uh, some of your TikTok things of that nature. And I know he's he's definitely <laughs> in, in on, on a lot of the content. Uh, before I go to, to the fun stuff, um, I know you talked about PTSD and, and things of that nature. And obviously you and your son obviously were, were diagnosed with that. And for, you know, people that, that are listening, um, PTSD is uh, post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, I, I, I want to know kind of like, you mentioned some of the symptoms, the, the symptoms, and and obviously is anxiety, and you know I can only imagine you know uh, nightmares and flashbacks and things of that nature. What are some of the symptoms that you recognize like right away, not only for yourself but your son? Because obviously mm-hmm. that could be a lasting impact on your son Noah. And like you said, at the time he was five, um, mm-hmm. and, and like I said, I can't imagine you know me having to go through this what this district this this traumatic experience that you went through with my son or daughter so uh, like had said we can't come up with enough words to uh <laughs> share with you about number one how brave you are how strong you are listening to your story um like you said it's almost like you you were built for this and you talk about you know obviously growing up with a dad it seems like he lived somewhat, somewhat of a double life um, going through the domestic violence being a witness to uh, to, to some of that, but what are some, like I said, what are some of those triggers? Um, and like I said, maybe you've, like I said, I don't know what your situation, how you feel now. All I know is I go by your energy from what I've seen, uh, through the social media platforms. And I'm sure it's a daily battle. Um, are there any triggers, um, for you, um, as you still continue on with your life? Yeah. So at first Noah, had some really big triggers. So he didn't want to leave the house. He didn't Mm, want to interact with the world because he felt like everyone was kind of out to get us, which I was feeling too, but I was kind of trying to hide that from him because I was supposed to be a strong mom. Um, One of the interesting ones is that he wouldn't get back on his bike. He didn't, Hmm. he he was very like happy-go-lucky. And then all of a sudden he didn't want to ride a bike. He didn't want to play like he used to and so he was content and I was in a bed for 18 months um I don't think we've talked about that yet so they take my leg right away they wanted to try and save it Mm -hmm. and I looked like a shark's leftovers I mean I'm just gonna try to paint the picture because I had taken out of my leg I mean just of muscle and tissue and bone I had 80% of the bones in my foot and ankle completely gone I had a hole blown through my left foot and so they took back muscle out of my back to put it in my foot to try to save it obviously I don't have that foot anymore so I'd love that back muscle back (laughs) 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 wow and so Noah had to experience that with me for a year Mm -hmm. and a half and I felt like he was getting a little too content with just kind of laying in bed and watching movies or reading books or something. And so I I could just see his personality start to drain a little Mm -hmm. bit. And that's really what made me worry. And that's one of the big things. It's like, as parents, we know when there's something off with our kids, I think that's just that intuition. And so that's a big thing. It's just like the withdrawal from things that you used to care about and being very anxious and nervous about things. For me, it was more of, 
I, it was almost like coming back from the military. I've spoken to a lot mm -hmm. of veterans about this because even when we would go out to restaurants, I would have to have a seat where I could see everyone. I didn't want yeah. to behind me. Oh, wow. And, wow. and so that, things like that. But what we've learned and we're so thankful for is a process called accelerated resolution therapy. And there are ways to reprocess our most traumatic memories. So wow. I've studied psychology for the last seven years and I've really become just so intrigued with how our mind operates and there's ways to reprocess and heal from those traumas because sometimes trauma isn't filed right in the brain and there's ways to make all of that heal. And you, you don't just have to live with it or cope with it. You can actually reprocess everything that you've been through. And it's helped us tremendously. It's been life-saving. Wow, man. So, man, so, that's awesome. so courageous. So again, so now your son is 12, 13-ish, right? Just turned 13 this week. Okay. okay. Yep. Is awesome. It, happy is birthday, Noah. Happy birthday, right? So does it still come up or you got, or he's kind of, you know, he doesn't think about it as much as he doing kid things and, you know, just going to play with the kids. How's he doing? Yeah, Noah's doing awesome. So he's 13. He's your typical teenager. He's so sweet. I'm really proud of him for the amount of compassion that he has. And I think it has to do with a lot of things that we've been through, but mm -hmm. he doesn't have those triggers anymore. And that's Good. what we're really thankful for. And it's more of a story. Like it's funny because he's got a scar on the back of his head where a piece of shrapnel grazed him. And then he's got another one on his leg. And anytime that we meet someone new and they ask what happened, he's like, oh, I got blown up by a bomb. You know, just <laughs> yeah, just randomly, you know, I, I, that's what I do. <laughs> there's, I, there's some people that are like, no, -uh, you're lying. He's like, like no, he's not lying. Right. <laughs> right. Like, like, lady, man, you have no, you idea. Have no idea. Right. <laughs> I, I, I have a question. Um, obviously, you said over like 80% of your leg was, was, was blown to pieces. Um, were you, did you take most of the brunt of the bomb? Uh, were there other individuals near you that, that got the exposure to the bomb as you did? And if so, have you talked or met any of them? So there's 17 amputees from the Boston Marathon bombing. Oh, snap. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and there's five people that lost their lives, three that day, and then two police officers later on. And so we kind of call it our Boylston Street family. And it's been really nice to have because people just, you know, you can you can try and talk about it, but it's it's very comforting when someone has been there and knows Mm. Um, and, and it's been really great, but yeah, I mean, there's people that lost Jeff Bowman. He's wonderful. He lost both of his legs. So mm. oh, well, I wow. very fortunate and, it, mm. and there's like guilt that comes with that too, which is hard because it's the guilt of surviving. So mm. why was I spared? And this other woman wasn't, why is mm -hmm. it? Right. So you can, you can ask yourself all those questions and you can beat yourself up especially with taking my son to the marathon in the first place. That was mm. a really hard thing for me. Like if Noah hadn't have been there, if I would have listened to all the signs that I was getting, then he wouldn't have been there at all. And he wouldn't have to deal with like anything, mm. but I can't think like that. And I think no, when things happen in our lives, we just, we have to move forward. And every day we have that chance to hit our reset button and maybe something didn't go as planned yesterday, but you wake up and you're breathing, you have purpose and you can change every part of your life by just believing. 
Yeah, it's, definitely. It's, all, I mean, it's such you, a mental game. It's all a mental game. Yeah, and definitely what you've gone through when you talk about um, faith and determination and just belief. And obviously, like I said, the title of your book, your book is called Taking My Life Back. So people mm-hmm. that, you know, want to know about your story, please go out and get this book. Uh, you wrote this book in 2017. Your story of faith, determination, and surviving uh, the Boston uh, Marathon bombing. Um, like I said, when I first started, when we first started this thing, like I said, what what captured my attention is just, like I said, before I even knew what was going on, I just saw your energy. It was just something that radiated through those social media platforms. And I, like I said, I'm I'm on TikTok. I have a few. Uh, you know, yeah, you're on TikTok way too much, way too much. (laughs) And so, and and that's the thing, that's the, that's the beauty about, about TikTok. You can just scroll through there. I mean, uh, nonstop and just find so much content and so much, uh, so many different, you know, genres, uh, genres of people, um, that are on there. And so I came across, you know, your page and I'm like, oh my gosh. And so I just stopped on it and I started watching some of the clips and one of the funniest ones that I saw, and I shared this with the team, um, it was and obviously your husband, he was recording. And so I had to, I, I didn't know what you were doing. You were standing at the ATM. So everybody just listened to this. This is Rebecca Gregory, uh, like I said, uh, surviving, uh, survivor of the 2013 Boston Marathon bombing. And obviously, like I said, go to her TikTok, her name, Rebecca Gregory. Rebecca is R-E-B-E-K-A-H. And so you're standing there at the ATM and he asked you a question and he goes, I don't know what the question is. He goes, honey, what are you doing or whatever? And you look back at him at the camera and he goes, oh, I'm just checking my balance. And I'm like, what? And so I had to look. I'm like, what? Checking your balance? It went, off, it went, over, my, it went <laughs> over my head for a second. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And then I look and I'm like, oh, snap. She's on one leg. Yeah. I'm like, that yeah. is crazy. And that subtle. showed, right, that <laughs> the subtle humor, but yeah. just the, the fact that you've come such a long ways to awesome. kind of put this in the rearview mirror and you can make fun of yourself and not of the event, but that's part of who you are to heal, move on from it. And like you said, being being a mom and being strong for, for your son, Noah, um, that you can look back at this and like, yeah, it was a tra- traumatic, uh, terrifying event, but you person, you've person, you persevered. Um, as I said, your your faith has brought you thus far. And like I said, I again, your energy, um, it just radiated. It exudes through uh, everything that you're doing. So again, I, I we appreciate you coming on. We yeah. sharing your stories, but this is this is amazing just to to hear. Like you said, you paying to purpose. That is yeah. such a great title. Um, and just to hear your story, and I think this should be really an inspiration to anybody that is going through anything traumatic, um, not as terrifying as this, but you are a believer and your faith has brought you thus far. So again, we, we appreciate all that you're, you're sharing with us today. And, and you know, what's funny with, um, especially with athletes, right? We, we just, especially when you're like after your fourth or fifth year, when you, you're a professional athlete, you've been playing and we think we're invincible, right? So mm-hmm. literally all we've been doing is grabbing from, space all this I'm invincible stuff and ah, I'm the best I'm the biggest and I can do anything that didn't come from an experience like you had right you can sit there 2020 you've beaten 
this mental game that we think as athletes that we we never beat it because we've never been challenged like that. You see what I'm saying? Like you were physically, emotionally, spiritually challenged and you overcame and you won. For us, we were just, we were making stuff up, <laughs> you know, just to overcome and just to be able to say, yeah, I'm, un, I'm, I'm unstoppable. I'm invincible. I'm the best. I'm the biggest. I'm the baddest, whatever. Um, but you've went through these things and you've came out on the other side and you can really, you know, pound your chest saying I'm a beast because you're, you're an absolute beast from what you've, you've went through it. And again, to come out on the other side of a mental struggle like you have, it, it's absolutely amazing. Absolutely amazing. Well, you guys are awesome. And it's, it's about the pain to purpose, right? Because no mm -hmm. matter what, everyone can resonate with knowing what pain feels like in their mm -hmm. lives. And mm -hmm. all, we all search for what we're put on this earth for and our purpose. And, you know, I say that the majority of people are not going to get blown up by a bomb at a marathon, but mm -hmm. everyone has life blow up in their face. And that's right. What it is. But we have that decision every day of whether or not we're going to allow our obstacles to defeat us or yep. we're going to say, no, life is still good. It's still yep. beautiful. I'm still here. And I remember in 2015, I had to testify at the trial of the remaining bomber. Mm, and yeah. I mm. did, did do that to have that call. First off, I had my amputation done in November of 2014 and in January mm -hmm. I got my leg I named her Felicia by the way because I you know, Friday the bye Felicia because I'm like yeah. I've been laying in a bed for 18 months and I'm, awesome. gonna go, I'm gonna go and so I you know that year was a big year for me because I said I'm not gonna be defeated by this I am mm -hmm. not right. gonna let these terrorists win and I ended up having the FBI agent come into my rehab room of my amputation. I just got my leg chopped off. And they mm. said, hope you're feeling better. By the way, Rebecca, you're going to have to testify in wow. the trial coming up. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> Give me just a minute. Right, give, give me a minute. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what you're trying to have me do. And at first I'm like, no, that's a terrible idea. Why? Right. But I want to go testify. But then I got to thinking about it and I said, you know, if something that I say I can impact the jury or the judge by, then it's my responsibility to mm -hmm. do that. And at first I had to go and give my testimony and I cried and I wanted him to look at me. I was mm -hmm. so like, I just, that's mm. all I wanted. I wanted to lock eyes with him. So he knew that he didn't win. Could, could you, could you, talk, could, could you talk to him today? If, if you, yeah. you do, you have talked to him? No, I, I haven't, but I mean, I did. He, what, right. Did would yeah. you talk to him? I would. I'm sorry. Yeah. And, and the cool part, though, is that I gave my testimony, but I was also called back to Boston and the U.S. attorney called me and he said, we need you to give a victim impact statement. And I'm like, mm -hmm. what the heck is a victim impact statement? So here I am Googling, you know, what is this? And because I had never been part of a federal trial before. And what it is, is it's a statement that the jury and the judge reads right before they make their final decision. Mm -hmm. And so, and, and it usually entails what these people have taken away from you or right, how right, right. have been altered. And listen, I saw him in court, leaning back in his chair, fiddling mm. with pencil, his attorneys rubbing him on the back. He's making jokes. He's not acknowledging the jury. Like, 
all of these terrible things while people come in and rehash every horrific detail of this event that he's proud of because he showed absolutely no remorse. So yeah, no remorse. Seems like he had no contrition. Yeah, he was in, as a matter of fact, one of the days he put up a middle finger in the camera wow. of holding cell as like kind of like a bleep you to America. So I'm like, I'm not going to give this guy any more satisfaction than what he wow. already has. Mm-hmm. So wow. the, I submitted my statement and the U.S. attorney's like, well, you're going last. And <laughs> what I did was I stood up in front of him and for the very first time he locked eyes with and his um, eyes were black. It was almost like he was just no so soul. Yep. And you know, you can really tell a lot of, of something by someone's eyes and by the way that they interact. And I could just tell, like, I felt like I was staring at the face of the devil. That's and why T wears sunglasses. He's the devil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that is my, I'm the best looking devil in the United You handsome America. devil, you. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So I go ahead, Rebecca. You, I love it. I, so I, I stood up and I locked eyes with him and I said, and I had memorized this. I was like, mm. there is no backing down. And I said, I was asked to give a victim impact statement today. But in order to do that, I would have to be someone's victim. And I'm mm. not yours and I'm not your brother's. And I went on mm. to say that this one act of hate that stretched a couple hundred feet, we've seen an act of love that stretched hundreds of thousands of miles. Mm. And that he didn't take my life, he saved it. Because now mm. I promise him for the rest of the time that I have left that I'm going to do my part, my small part in making the world a better place. And that's that's a promise that I have kept with me for the last five years. And every day that I don't feel like getting out of bed, that's where my mind goes. Because if I allow Mm. myself to be defeated, then those brothers have won. And I will never allow that to happen. Wow. Is that um, powerful? Is this... um, I mean, I, I'm man. This is man. I'm 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 almost speechless just just hearing you you say that. And then I mean, it's you are a strong individual. I mean, like I said, I I can't imagine or fathom what you've gone through, but just to hear you know to hear those words and how profound you were, and like you said, to have it memorized, you you let him know that you weren't going to be defeated. Um, that that promise you made to yourself. And then obviously you're, you're giving, you're sharing not only with your son, your family, but sharing to the world, you know, what it, what it takes to persevere and and, and really understand and reflect on your purpose. Um, Tell us a little bit about that. Your, your Rebecca's angels foundation. Does that fall into, uh, you know, your statement to him? Does that kind of trickle down or into your your angels foundation rebecca's angels foundation yeah i think that every part of it trickles down to that because if i didn't have something that i was fighting for every day then it would be a lot easier to say okay putting on a leg sucks every morning i mean i'm not gonna lie it's never gonna be fun to Mm -hmm. not have a leg but (laughs) it's doable and there's so many times in our lives where we can't see the next chapter and a lot of times we we're worried about stuff that may or may not even happen. And so mm-hmm. I look at life as, you know what? 
life is not easy and it's not perfect. And there are going to be times where it doesn't make sense. But mm-hmm. you, when you take those expectations away and you just look at what you have right now, and a lot of that mm-hmm. for me is just being thankful and in the moment, I feel so thankful to wake up every day. And right. Yeah. Amen. You know, I have, we have all of these families from all across the country that we've heard all of these horrific stories about what they've gone through. And it's really important that we not only help the children, but also the family members, because I am a product of generational trauma and I know what that's like. Mm. And so I want, I want to try to help that. And all of these families that we've helped, we've helped over 150 families since we've been established in 2018. And it's like when I get letters or cards or something from them saying, thank you, you give me hope for the next chapter. Like, mm-hmm. what more could I ever ask for in my life? And I want my kids to realize that, you know, what they see on social media and all of these filters that we put on everything, like, that's not the real world. Like, the real world right. is messy. And we have to be vulnerable and transparent. And going back to what you said about TikTok, like, my husband and I just discovered TikTok a, a couple months ago. And I've never been good at social media because right. I don't know how everyone does all the pretty filtered poses. Yeah, me neither. I'm, I'm like, with you. I, I'll be trying to figure it out. My phone overheats or something. I can't do it. <laughs> I'm like, they're beautiful, but I just don't have the time to like yes. think about where my hand goes. And- <laughs> I get it. Yes. But, some people, some um, people need the, some people need the filters. You and I, we don't need the filters. You're beautiful. Wow. Hatch, hatch, hatch wow. on the other, other hand. He will be. Able, he will have to use all the features on filters to. to I stay to, camera ready to, to enhance that face. <laughs> oh my gosh, killer event. But TikTok, especially, like I think you can get on there and you can just be silly, and you the personality really comes through. And right, right. It was it was my husband and I goofing off, having fun during quarantine. Right. What else is there to do? Right, but right. It came like show. I, I've gotten a lot of letters and things from people or messages about you know you gave me the courage to post mm, my right. talk with my leg mm-hmm. or, yeah absolutely you know, awesome. I, I want to go work out because i saw you in the gym and like on one right. leg and so it's like we all have that power to make a difference in someone's lives but we have to yeah. break down those walls of filters and say look i'm kind of a hot mess and <laughs> if you want to be a hot mess with me I will listen. I will right, right. With you. Like, it's just, I don't know. I, I just really enjoy that aspect. Of- yeah. Right. I think we were on the show, had a show a couple of weeks ago as well. And um, not like your story, but he had said that when he was five years old, he saw an older guy and that was kind of his inspiration to go into his, um, you know, into his profession. And that's what it is. Like, you don't know who's watching you. You know, it's like, you're just, you have to just, be positive, be a good person, you know, go do your thing. And the people will gravitate to you if it's authentic and it, you know, you're being authentic and that's why the people are gravitating to you. And like I said, those um, texts and, and messages and DMs and all that that's coming to you, it's deserved because of your your authenticity. Like that's the bottom line. Well, thank you so much. I, I just feel like we're all 
given an opportunity to make the world a better place. And Absolutely. We all have our God-given talents and abilities. You know, I can't be out on a football field, but. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, none, hey, none of us on here can, including him over there. He can't neither. <laughs> don't let him fool you. I'm the best. I'm, besides you, Rebecca, I'm, I'm, I'll say I'm the second best looking thing and uh, <laughs> athletic person on this uh, on this virtual call right here. Uh, uh, but I, I, I want to touch on something, too. I mean, obviously, we've mentioned your son, but we've we've mentioned your husband um, a couple of times. What what has that been like for him? Um, because I'm sure he had to have had to deal with everything as well. I don't, I'm not sure if, if you guys were together or married at the time or whatever. I don't really know that. Can you tell us a little bit about your husband? Oh, he's going to love this. His husband's <laughs> so big after this interview. Okay, so my husband and I were, we went to college together at Eastern okay. University. And we were, we dated for a little while. Both of us needed to grow up a little bit. We, we went our separate ways and we reconnected about, gosh, in 2015. So after, oh, so this, was, awesome. this was after the bombing. This was after. Mm -hmm. Yep. So it, it was just really amazing because I had had a really abusive relationship before that. And I was kind of not looking for anything, but I was at a really good place in my life. I felt strong. I felt like I was mentally just better than ever. And it's amazing what happens when it's like that, because God sends you those people and you're like, Oh, okay. And he mm -hmm. was in town. I was living in Texas, uh, in Houston at the time. And I saw him on Facebook that he was visiting one of our friends from college that I didn't know lived maybe 20 minutes away from me. And I was like, wow. hey, let's go to my friend's steakhouse and, you know, hang out and, and touch base and catch up. And that night it was like, nothing ever had happened or we had never separated for this long wow. time and it was just really amazing and he awesome. told me like shortly after he said I'm gonna move to Texas and we're gonna get married and I'm like there's no are really are you serious and he's right. like yeah and so four and a half months later we were married on a beach in Jamaica that's awesome <laughs> oh, and you wow. and you all had a kid together as well right yes and yeah. in Boston, they told me I would never be able to have another baby because I had so many internal injuries as well. Oh, and wow. Riley was premature and we, I almost lost my life again, giving birth mm. to her because of my complications from Boston and I had a placenta abruption and they pulled my husband over to the side, bless his heart. And they said, you know, we don't know if your wife's going to make it. We don't know if your baby's going to make it. And it was mm. just a really scary time. But she spent about a month in the NICU on a ventilator and fighting for her life. And you'd never know it now. She turned mm. four in May and awesome. doing wonderful. So awesome. That's awesome. And what is your husband what is your husband's name if I if I if I may ask? His name is Chris Varney. Chris. Varney, Chris Varney. What's up, Chris Varney? Congratulations, man. man. You just don't even know. You don't know what's awesome. happening right now. Do you know when he when you messaged me on Instagram asking me to be on the podcast? He's like, Tio, Tio. <laughs> he's a big 49ers fan. So when you awesome, awesome. 49ers, that was yeah. So hey Chris, that's a bad choice. I'm just letting you know right now. <laughs> bad choice. <laughs> Hey, but uh, you know what? I mean, I, I, I again, you have to your family has gone through so much and there are some strong characters, some strong individuals in the in this family, in this household. And just like I said, I had to 
bring up Chris because I'm like, man, we keep saying your husband, and I know I, I didn't know his name, and I knew he was present, and I'm like, okay, well, that that says a lot about who he is, his character. Um, yeah, because like I said, you know, you don't not many people would be receptive to dating somebody obviously with one leg. You know what I mean? Um, just to be put it to put it plain and simple. Um, but that I mean, for you and me, just watching this and just play out this is this is the essence this is true love this is pure love for him obviously you guys to reconnect um Mm -hmm. man this this is this is an randomly through through facebook you know (laughs) (laughs) man this is this is an awesome story and i'm hoping our listeners um that that's listening to this can really grab something grasp something from this story um i mean just from the, the standpoint of you persevering um again you you almost losing your life again um with the birth of of your four-year-old riley bless her bless her heart um you have been through so much but you not not to keep harping on that but you are an inspiration you are a blessing when you talk about pain and purpose you are you are people's beacon of light beacon of hope and I hope people understand, you know, and, and gravitate to your message of what you've gone to. And, I, and mm-hmm. trust me, I'm going to get your book. I don't want, I'm not going to ask you to send it to me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to find it. I'm going to get it. And I'm going to read it. Because again, when you talk about what you've gone through, so much emotional pain and physical pain, and to, to now understand your purpose, you are, like I said, you are the best example of pain to purpose, Rebecca Gregory, we have here. I mean, this is this is uh, awesome absolutely. to have you. And again, let let the uh, audience know where they can find your book and they can where they can find your um, uh, pain to purpose podcast as well. So my books on Amazon and pain to purpose podcast is anywhere where you get your podcasts. So I'm really excited because that's a new venture for me. So we've only been released for I think a month now and it's going really well so I love talking to people this is my favorite part is just getting to know people and their stories and everything that Mm -hmm. they've been through and I love Terrell that you touched on you know saying my husband's name Chris because he's often in the background He, he tries to be in the background a lot and I want people to know like I would not be who I am without him he he does everything I mean when I don't feel good and I don't have a leg on like he's pushing me in my wheelchair you know there's often times where I go to the gym if I'm having an operation done or something Mm. and I don't have a leg like I'm on crutches and my husband just deals with all of that and never complains and awesome he's, he's amazing I, do I would, you guys do you guys come up with just creative content or just jokes about your leg mm-hmm. but even just, yeah. just, just almost like I'm silly like that and so is this guy right here yeah. but just just <laughs> listening that you tell the story just about you, you not having your leg on to me I'm like I'm like yeah and he's always having your back when you don't when you just have your one leg on and obviously he has two legs. He has one leg up on you. <laughs> He's one no, leg up on you. Not not only not only does he have your back, he has your leg. He's got right. You. He's one leg up on you. Um, yeah, t- just tell me about like just do you just just randomly come up with just funny stories or does it just happen naturally? Because like I said, just to. I said the the funniest thing is like you standing at the ATM, and then like I said, I had this classic man. I know, and then the other one that I saw, and there's a number. I didn't go. I didn't. I didn't go digging because I wanted to talk to you. I I didn't look at all your all your uh, the content and all the uh, stories that you posted. But 
The other one was you were sitting down and you said something about uh, uh, you took your leg off and you put it back on and you t- you said something about I'm starting my day off on the on the wrong foot or something like that. <laughs> I was like, yo, I'm like this girl, she is hilarious. I'm like That's her funny. energy, her spirit. Like, Love it. do you just come up with content naturally? Or do you both just go back and forth? Or you just, is it just something that happens naturally? It honestly happens naturally. We're such goofballs and we love to have fun. We don't take ourselves too seriously. And mm-hmm. I there's there's so much heavy stuff. Like my story is heavy. I mean, right. Right. It and people just start crying. And I'm like, it's mm-hmm. okay, you know? Mm-hmm. And but TikTok, like, we just started coming up with these videos about things that happen in our daily life. We had one, it was really funny. I had forgotten to put my shoe on one day. And Chris took out the phone and videoed it because that happens all the time. When you don't have That's a foot funny. that you can feel, like, I right, yeah. foot. Yeah, you know you- I walk out of the house without a shoe. <laughs> what? Yeah, that's like, that's something we yeah, I wouldn't be able to relate to that. That's hilarious. Right, exactly. That's something that's like hilarious. I can't imagine. Like, I'm sure your life has been impacted in so many ways. And I'm glad you brought up that because I'm like, yeah, you just you just you're you're so used to just putting on one one shoe or one sock, you just go about your day. Tell and obviously. I like the way you say you like talking about this. Number mm-hmm. one, my first question is this, is it therapy for you? That's number one. And my next question would be, obviously I just mentioned about how it's impacted your life. Like, are that what are the, some of the struggles that you've had to uh, encounter? I was like, I said, I, I don't know. I don't know if you drive or any of those things, like w- w- n- help us out. Share, share some of that with us. it impacts my life so much there's so many daily things that you know if you don't have a leg so think about your whole day just hopping on one leg because that's generally what I do if I'm home Mm -hmm. and so that means you know no longer putting two feet on the ground that means not feeling the foot that I have so even I was at a conference one day and I was headed home and I was in the airport and I was running late for my flight so I'm running through the airport and I lose my shoe and I don't even know it. And I get to my gate and this guy comes up to me. He's like huffing and puffing. And he's like, I think you dropped this. And I'm like, How do you know it's mine? Right, right, right. right. The, the, the Cinderella moment. Cinderella dropped her shoe, right. Well. So that's become my nickname on TikTok is Cinderella, which I think is so funny. That's but, funny. Wow. And, and I mean, it's, you know, it's things like, it's what so about taking a shower? Like everything. all these things. Yeah. Wow. That's I, crazy. I still have shrapnel. So there's so many when the when the brothers packed these pressure cookers, because they were crock pots essentially, and they mm. packed them with nails and ball bearings and beans wow. and shards of metal. This so it ripped into our bodies. And mm. I still have hundreds of pieces that oh. Damage and cause issues, so I continually have to have surgeries. If I have a surgery, I can't put my leg on for a number of weeks to months, and it's wow. just kind of the aftermath of getting blown up by a bomb. No, and wow. I can either think about how unfair that is, or I can suck it up and say, "Hey, I'm going to make silly TikTok jokes about my leg." Yeah, <laughs> right. What about going through this uh, the the metal detectors through the airport? Oh, that's that's fun. Yeah, oh, you ain't gonna make it. You ain't gonna make it. Like yeah. you have to really get there in like <laughs> two or three hours uh, to get yeah, to your gate before time. 
it's it's so funny. I have so many metal detector stories because everyone <laughs> is different in the way that they approach me. You know, some people don't know how to take it because when I have pants on, you cannot tell that I right, have a right. And right. I think that I worked out immediately after I lost my leg. I wanted to get very strong and build up those muscles. And I went mm-hmm. to the mall and I would mimic other people's steps. So I totally looked like a stalker, but <laughs> I was trying to make sure that I was putting enough effort on both sides because I was mm. automatically wanting to limp. Right. And Compensation. I got, yeah. I got to where mm-hmm. I could, you know, do that with no problem. So you can't tell unless I have shorts on that I have a fake leg. So a lot of times I freak people out a little bit at the airport when I'm going through with pants and then all of a sudden the thing's going off and I'm like, oh, by the way. (laughs) 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 Oh, my God, this is crazy to me. You said, by the way, uh, check this out. Yeah. Yeah. Can I take my leg off and put it through this conveyor belt? Yeah. This is crazy to me. Yeah, I mean, I've had people ask me to, I have to go into a room and take my pants off and take my leg off. And that's not legal, I've found out. So we don't do that. But it's always one of the, I've got to pat down. I've got to check my hands. And so, yeah, I mean, it's interesting. I've gotten on the airplane without my shoe on. And I've, I've had to go down the tarmac to baggage claim without a shoe because I didn't realize I lost that in the airport. The I mean, oh, my gosh. Like oh my god we wow. gotta get we got we, we gotta get you some 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 shoes that'll stay on your feet yeah hey hey <laughs> nike come on nike y'all know what to hey, do you know exactly what I'm saying? yeah we gotta make you some shoes that's gonna stick to your like, feet i mean or, or when geez. they come or they come off like give it a little alarm or something a little a little bell right <laughs> exactly but I, I promised myself that I'd do everything on a fake leg that, and even more, like even the, mm-hmm. the things that I didn't do on two real legs. So I became a runner for a short time. I, I can't do that now because my leg is just not working properly. So I, I fell gotcha. in love with weightlifting and I go to the gym five to six awesome. days a week. And I, I just love that because I don't want to think that those brothers took anything from me. I mean, yeah, right. I have a leg, but absolutely. I'm a, I'm robot and i wear bracelets on it and you know bling it up just like your beautiful um headphones there <laughs> absolutely <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. that's right right you're that's gonna awesome. bedazzle bedazzle that prosthetic yeah that's make right. it look real yeah. nice <laughs> no doubt fun with what you can't change and it's so one of my favorite tiktoks that we just did was someone asked me to go to ihop and ask for a job application that's hilarious <laughs> that's that's funny and i hopped into ihop i'm not a joke that's hilarious and I asked for a job application oh that my is hilarious God. i am looking at, you know what I'm I'm hoping and I, I'm hoping I see you in a commercial somewhere soon. Um, number one, because like I said, I just love your energy. Um, you're very positive, uh, regardless of what you've gone through. Um, and again, like I said, you you are a beacon of hope, a beacon of light for a number of people. And when people think yeah. that they've gone through the worst of the worst, mm-hmm. um, again, like I said, they can think about this podcast. Go to your TikTok read your book. Um, you are an inspiration to, to so many. So again, like I said, we can't thank you enough for coming on this show. Um, like I said, I mean, I, I mean, you are an amazing individual and like I said, you're strong, you've persevered and yeah, man, it, this is, I mean, 
this is amazing just to be, to have you on our show. I know your yes. husband, Chris, is probably amazed at me reaching out, <laughs> but that's just who I am. I, I'm a person, like I said, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a very caring individual. Uh, I love life. I love people. Um, and just, like I said, it was just something about you when I saw you, I didn't really know much about it. I just saw, I just saw TikTok. I just saw your, in your smile. And it was just something. So then I just started just going deeper into, you know, to, to your TikTok. So again, Rebecca, we thank you so much yes, um, for, for coming on here and just sharing your story. And for everybody that don't know, uh, we have the lovely uh, Miss Rebecca Gregory right here. You guys can check her out. Let them know your TikTok name. Um, I know you're on Instagram as, as well. Shoot everybody, because I want everybody to go. I want everybody to receive the same energy that resonated and exuded through your through your TikTok. Let everybody know what your TikTok TikTok handle is. My TikTok mm-hmm. handle is Rebecca M Gregory, and it's R E B E K A H M Gregory. And I, I, actually, everything social media wise is the same. So okay. I'm just Twitter, Instagram, all that's the same. Yeah, and and yeah, people that are listening, uh, please go get her book. She's uh, 2017 uh, came out. She wrote it in 2017. It's called "Taking My Life Back." Yeah, my story of faith, determination, and surviving the Boston Marathon bombing. And for people that don't know, she was not running. People, she was not in the race. So chocolate covered pretzels. Chocolate covered pretzels. And what's so amazing too is that the fact that your maternal instincts, even though you were lying there, you thought about your son, that there was so much going on and you were just la- laying there just lifeless. And you can you said you couldn't even move anything but your head. Um, I can only imagine that and obviously with cinematography, when you explain this, I'm I'm picturing a movie. And, and, and the movie being in such silence, obviously, like I said, to, to kind of illustrate that you've lost sort of like your hearing and certain things are amplified and some things are just drowned out and you saw and you heard your son's voice. That is so like, that's such a dramatic scene to me. Like, man, everybody, please go out and uh, check her, get her book. Um, she's also the host uh, of her own podcast, Pain to Purpose. Uh, man, we thank you so much, Rebecca, for for, yes. for being on this on this podcast with us. Yes, thank you, beautiful person, beautiful spirit, and inspiration to the world. Thank you very much. I commend you. You won the mental game. You won it. <laughs> yeah, and and yeah, and obviously, like I said, whenever you want one of us to come on uh, your podcast, definitely uh, let let one of us know. I don't know why you would want him on there because um, <laughs> she doesn't want haters on her social. So you you're not on it. You're a hater. You can't be on it, <laughs> but yeah, we're hey, we're 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 open. Um, whenever you want to have one or both of us on the show, just let us know. Um, like I said, we just we we thank you so much for your time. Obviously, we know we got you. You got your kids. You got some things to take care of. Um, we don't want to take too much of your time, but I want to say give a shout out to your your son Noah, Riley, and the backbone Chris. of the yeah the <laughs> backbone of, of the family. <laughs> Chris, we appreciate you. Man, we love your spirit, your heart, and I appreciate you being a 49er fan and a T.O. fan. He ain't no T.O. He ain't no T.O. fan. He's a 49er fan. Get it right. No, thank you very much, Rebecca. Keep Thanks, doing your thing. Guys. 
it, it's been such an honor and this has been such a fun conversation. So I look forward to keeping in touch and we'll definitely set up when you guys can come on the podcast. So thank you. Absolutely. I, I'm going to actually, I'm going to, he don't know anything about TikTok, but I'm going to look through your TikToks and I might have to do a duet or something. Or oh, that would you, be so fun. Absolutely. And if we're, yeah. And if you're, if we're in this, you know, close proximity of each other, like I said, I'm up here in Deerfield. Yeah. Uh, Deerfield Beach near Fort Lauderdale. If you're ever in the area, um, uh, like all the time, yeah, just let us know. I would love to meet you in person. Uh, yeah. like I said, we can, we can even do a TikTok together or something, you know. What I mean? Yeah, TikTok would be good. You could take off yeah. your legs, she can, and he can take That's off his great. face. Uh, there you go, perfect. <laughs> yeah, we, hey, we, hey, let's let, hey, let's do it. I'm all uh, for it. Thank you so much. Rebecca. I love it. Thank you, Rebecca. Thank you guys, have a wonderful day. You as all well. Right, you too. Bye. Bye. All right, there it is, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, again, we try to uh, inspire. We try to let people know about people's other adversities in life, their transitions in life. But of course, we have never spoken to anyone that has a stories like she had. Oh, no, no doubt. No doubt about it. Um, if you were fortunate uh, to hear her story, mm-hmm. um, if you didn't come out, come out of this being encouraged, then you don't have a wrong with you. <laughs> yeah, you don't have you don't have a pulse. And for, for somebody like her, um, again, she has found her purpose. Um, I like the title um, and how reflective she's been uh, since the bombing in 2013 and just how impactful um, she's been able uh, to, to, to really touch other people's lives based mm-hmm. on what she's gone through. And she's gone through a lot, not just this this marathon bombing. Uh, we got our chance to hear uh, a little bit of how she how she grew up, how she was raised mm-hmm. and how all of that prepared her. Uh, for that bombing that happened um, in 2013. Yeah, and I think people have to understand it's, it's not exactly where you are today. You know, it's, it's you got to build to where you're going to be in five years, 10 years. And you have whatever you're going through, it's preparing you to be stronger in five, 10 years or two years from now. So again, I, the, the inspiration that she is to hopefully, you know, some of our listeners, uh, it's just an amazing story, but people take something away from it. Don't just listen and then throw, right? Take something away. It might change so many people's lives. I hope it does. Change my life. That's right. Absolutely. Just, to, I mean, I'm I'm so just at a loss for words, Hatch, because man, just to to, to see, and obviously we, we talked to her, um, and just to hear her energy um, that she speaks with. Positiveness. Um, wow. You, man, I mean, it just radiates, you know, it radiates through, uh, through these audio waves. And obviously we got to see her virtually um, through this Zoom. Um, but yeah, man, sh- her spirit is just, it's, it's lively. And you would never, like I said, if you would never know that um, if you didn't actually just talk to her and see her. And then again, like I said, me, I ran across her uh, by, by sh- scrolling through um, TikTok and on mm-hmm. social media. Um, so again, I had to bring her on and I'm so glad that we had a chance to, to talk to her and for her to just share uh, with us and our many listeners, um, mm-hmm. our hundreds and thousands of listeners uh, <laughs> about what she's gone through um, from an emotional standpoint, physical standpoint. And this is something that she deals with daily. And yep. I like the fact that she's able to, I mean, she's a speaker, she's an author, uh, she's a podcaster. Um, she's using these platforms to to inspire and impact others um, on how her life has been impacted um, on this one this one day. And what was so yeah. eerie about this day is that 
Um, she said, I remember she said that, you know, she had to go back and she watched footage, um, the surveillance cameras and this guy, the bomber actually bumped into Yeah. Yeah. Oh man, that, that yep. gave me chills. And yep. for her to have to relive that, man, it was just, um, man, it, it was, it was, it was eerie. It was just, it was phenomenal to, to, to hear, you know what I mean? I it was just, man. I tell you crazy. what, if somebody bump into me, I am patting them down right then and there. <laughs> I'm just letting man. you know right now. <laughs> man, and, and again, like I said, she talked about, again, just the the symptoms of, of PTSD, the anxiety, uh, mm-hmm. the triggers. Man, I can't imagine now, again, just think about her kids are four, Riley is four, mm-hmm. and and who she almost lost. She almost lost her life, you know, giving birth to, to, to her four-year-old Riley. Mm-hmm. And then Noah, just think about what happened. And the bomb was in a backpack. Don't you know that her kids are four and 13 going to school? What do you get your kids? We're in backpacks. (laughs) Right. What do you get your kid? What do you give your kids? What do you go school shopping for supplies to put their supplies in? A backpack. That's a constant and instant reminder. So I can't imagine, you know, what she has gone through. But again, talking to her, talking with her, seeing her, seeing her smile, hearing her energy. I, I even heard her smile just to know that she's on the other side uh, of this thing and she's been a positive uh, influence to to people that again they they they're going through things but it's not as bad as what they think oh no not even close and i think that that brings us to our uh, our three and out segment because uh one of the things that she was telling us about kind of how she is so grounded in 2020 is her like the generational trauma that she went through growing up again she said like the life she went through prepared her to go through that whole process of being a survivor right and i would have to say like i said yeah let's just explain to everybody our three and out three and out is is where we basically kind of just gather all the information just kind of we just kind of reflect on the whole conversation and we pick out our top three things that resonated or just that were profound um throughout the interview it's usually an hour hour and a half depending on uh how much time our guests have but um, our three and out we picked three top things uh that kind of just stuck out in our in, in our minds and our heads uh about these individuals and so uh as you were alluding to to uh hatch Number one, I, I would have to say that would be the generational trauma. Um, just having her explain how, again, growing up in, in an abusive household, um, her mm-hmm. dad was an evangelist, um, and obviously he would go home, come home, uh, he basically preach on Sundays, come home and and beat up on his mom, uh, beat up on her mom and um, her. So she this, said, "Yeah, right, yeah." So these are some of the things. Like I said, you never know a person's story until you hear their story or you or you're in their shoes. And so obviously, uh, we can't get in but one of her shoes. Uh, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we're we're so glad she was able to to again share that story and then make fun and be light with the stories um, and just having a good spirit about you know everything that she's gone through. Absolutely. Um, then I think number two, how she again, she she wakes up every morning. She just hits the reset button like she yeah. knows she's in control of her thoughts that day. There's a chance that it can be an obstacle or it can be an opportunity. You know, of course, people out there like, oh, I have to do this and oh, I got to do that. Right. It's like, why have that attitude of negativity 
just to start off the day, like use it as an opportunity to get better. Like I'm looking forward to do this. Or I'm looking, you know, I can't wait to do this. Like that type of mm-hmm. attitude, it, you know, that's what can wake you up in the morning and having a good day. Yeah, absolutely. You know? So yeah, what's that? That's number two. Just uh, two. like I said, the reset. Number three. three. Uh, like I said, she's a survivor. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like she's, she's went through so many things, right? She was uh, almost died pretty much four times, four stories, but that's what we heard. Mm-hmm. And we only talked right. to her for an hour. <laughs> right. And I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm glad we only went an hour because ain't no telling. I didn't want to hear no more. Right. Just with what she's going through already yeah. was enough for me to know that she is the epitome uh, of, of survivor. Um, yeah. Trust me, if you look in the, in, in the dictionary and look at the word survivor, she, mm-hmm. she should be right by that, by that word. Um, mm-hmm. Again, let's just talk about, you know, some of the, 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 the near death experiences. I mean, one was in the parking lot, but she said, the Walmart. Six pri- yeah, six yeah. months prior to the bombing. Um, and as, as I mentioned in number one, these are some of the generational things in, uh, of trauma that has prepared her um, to, to, to be on the platform and share her story. Now, um, getting held at gunpoint in the, in the, in the parking lot, uh, of a Walmart, the car, the car accident with the, the car, deer, right? The deer <laughs> antler stuck in a hand, and then um, obviously going through the bombing itself. Mm-hmm. Um, her doctor is basically saying that she wouldn't be able to have a bare kids, you know, because of yep. some of the internal um, injuries trauma that, that yeah, yep. that she's had, and then. And then while she was in birth, she almost died again, having birth to man. her four-year-old daughter, now Riley. Absolutely. So, man, I mean, you talk about someone with nine lives, bro. Powerful. Um, this is, this is, I mean, this is, this was a, a amazing, uh, this is by far my, one of my favorite, if not the favorite show that we've had and the guests that we've had on Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. Um, but man, her story is is nothing short of inspiring, um, spectacular, um, and again, she's she's very grateful um, mm-hmm. for the life that she has and she lives today. And we're we're grateful for you, Rebecca Gregory, coming on the show today, today, blessing us again. Thank you for the story. Thank you for the spirit. Thank you for the energy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, again, we can't appreciate you more telling your story, influencing millions of people across this world. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast. Don't forget to subscribe on the Himalaya app or wherever you get your podcasts. No doubt. And you see us post on our social media platforms, our Insta story, what have you. Um, definitely subscribe, swipe up, and share. Uh, we need everybody to, to really uh, put our show on the map. It's Get Your Popcorn Ready podcast with T.O. and Hatch, uh, however you want to put it. Uh, and then, like I said, we release every Tuesday the audio version uh, of our show. And if you want to see our beautiful and handsome uh, faces, uh, we definitely uh, will share that uh, on my YouTube channel. The video uh, portion of the show on my YouTube channel is youtube.com slash Peace. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. 
From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.